Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Anybody with us so far? Well, good evening, anybody with us so far. This is TalkShoe edition number, well, we've had over 100 TalkShoe so far. And uh, it is Thursday, April 27th. It's now 8.02 p.m. It is me, David Rosales, with Xavier Rosales and Manny Rosales, co-hosting. And we will be your moderators today on the subject of A.
Hello? We are here. Who is who is on with us? Hello, this is Patricia. Hello. Yes, this is uh, Pastor David with my co-host Manny and Xavier, and we are already here. I think you're one of the first ones on. Welcome. Oh, okay. Thank you. So how did everything go with, uh, with the interview and such? Oh, okay. You remember, um, I um, it, I was waiting for a clearance, and um, after I got the clearance, I thought I had to go through writing a letter and all that, and I didn't have to because the ticket was over five years ago, so I'm good to go. All right. Way to go. Yes. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's God's favor working on your behalf. That's wild. That's great. Yes. Um, I'm on my way to Margaret's right now. I'm waiting for her to get on. She told me about this. Well, good. I'm glad that you came on. And, uh, yeah, she usually comes on about five after or so, so it should be any, any time now. Okay, good. I don't know how this works, so I just listen. Yeah, you can listen and participate. This this, this show is open mic, which means if we're talking about something, you can ask questions, and uh, or if you have a comment to make, just break in, you know, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Is anybody else on here? I think you're the first. Usually we have a few people on right now, so we'll wait a few more minutes and uh, for the rest to get on and we'll get going. Okay. Thanks for showing up, though. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, I um, had a good time at church when we went. And God bless you for you speaking to me through God. Yeah, it is. This is. It was awesome. It was. We had an awesome time. I'm glad that you enjoyed it and received ministry. Well, I'm on my way down to Margaret's, and it's cold out here. Yeah, it is cold. I was I usually like to sit outside when I'm doing the, the program, and then the wind started blowing. It is pretty cold. Well, I told my son about the service, and he works nights, so hopefully he'll go with us Sunday. Because I told him that it's in the afternoon. Oh, that'd be awesome. You have birds? Yeah, we do. 
um, a cockatiel. Sometimes she gets to, as soon as we start this show, sometimes she, she starts going. Usually she's quiet, and then boom, she'll just go. Wait a minute. We got Manny, Juliana, Mookie, and Judah on the line over here, too. All right. Did you send the rest of the blast to Esther and everybody? Yes, I think I did. All right. Well, praise the Lord. What do you think you did? Well, as we start, how, how's, everybody's day, how's everybody's day? How did it go? My day was great. Amen. I've been filling God's presence service since the service. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Amen. My my day's been going great too. Uh gotta praise you for it. Um our little our little son Judah, he uh went to the doctor yesterday. We just had some concerns because he sounded very congested and um we took him in and we pleaded the blood of Jesus over him and they said no, everything's fine, just a little bit of a cold and he's already receiving his healing today and he's already laughing now, so <laughs> he's doing great. All right, Manuel, we have Xavier here. He's going to be helping us moderate today. And so. Amen. Mr. Moderator. In the distance. All right, is this Larissa? She's with us now? Yep. All right, who do you have with you, Larissa? Nobody. Okay. The boys should be getting on, and Annalisa should be getting on, but they're going at snail's pace. So, so the three, so the three P's aren't on yet, huh? No, three P's. Three P's in a giant pod. All right, Mark is on. Charles. All right, Mark. Manny, who's the giant pod? Oh, Mr. Mark. He, he married this pod. Yeah, I got the pod. <laughs> <laughs> they had a baby pod and a baby pod you know um, let's get what's talking here <laughs> hello not, not the phone yeah. just come on Hi, it's Margaret. I just got on right now. How are you doing, hey, Margaret? Margaret? Hi, Margaret. Hi. Patty. Yes. Okay, I, I was waiting for you. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Patricia? Who is it? It's Patricia. Oh, it's Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Patricia was the first one on today. She gets the prize. <laughs> hey, Patty, you cannot be doing that. Don't be showing up me off here. Can't be doing that, man. What's going on? I'm around okay, the corner. Well. I'm going to be pulling up right now. Oh, okay. Who else All is right, on? We've got Larissa and the three Ps. We've got Xavier who's uh, assisting today, Emmanuel assisting. Juliana, Judah, and Little D is on. And uh, Mark is on with us, and so far, Pam is on. So we're all set. We're, we're going to get ready. We're going to open up in prayer and get started. Now, Father, we thank you that we gather in your name, Lord, to glorify you and to exceed where we have been in Jesus' name. Now, Father, you reveal through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this, in this place. Our homes reveal your word to us tonight and your will and your ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, let's check this out. There is, we're going to talk about faith, and I'm going to ask all of you some questions concerning faith. But I'm going to read first from a passage. Because I've asked, I've asked people to be, some of us to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 13, I mean 11, I thought, 13. I thought Pam had something to share. Oh, Pam, you got something? Go ahead. No, she does. Yeah, I still got to get to the, to, the, to the verses. So, Pam, Mike is yours. Nope. Thank you. All right. Can somebody get Pam a Snickers? <laughs> Manny, don't be disrespectful on the phone. Mark eleven twenty two. It says Mark eleven twenty two. How the faith of God. Jesus said, "Have the faith of God." You know what? I I need you all to um, is put your phones on mute until you get ready to talk because there's a lot of background noise. I don't know where it's coming from. So let's put the, you know, you mute the phone, and then when you get ready to talk, go ahead and put it on. And Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty two, 
have faith in God or have the faith of God. Now, one thing I want to add here, he told us to have the faith of God. Now, if Jesus tells the disciples and us to have the faith of God, then it is possible to have a faith that comes from God. So when we understand that, we can participate in everything he says that is ours. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 says, Be imitators of God as dearly loved children. So Jesus told us to have the faith of God or have the kind of faith that God has. The literal says have the God kind of faith. And then in Ephesians, Paul tells us to have, to be imitators of God just as dearly loved children. So we can understand that God is telling us to do the things that God did. Well, concerning the subject of faith, this is what we're going to talk about, because it's not natural faith or the kind of faith that we understand uh, natural faith, because a lot of na- natural faith includes like when we sit on a chair, we, we have faith that the chair is going to hold us up, or when we go work somewhere, we have faith that the guy's going to give us a check at the end of the week, and that's natural faith. But the God kind of faith is supernatural faith, and if we're in Christ, God said that we can participate in that kind of faith. So we're going to find out today what kind of faith that is, because so many of us miss it because we apply the regular natural faith, and that's kind of hit and miss, because we begin to trust. God said to trust in those things that you don't see. Well, what's that talking about? We're going to find out, because the Bible tells us that it's impossible to please God without faith. So let me start off by asking that first question. Give me an example of the God kind of faith. Um, God leading us to heal someone. That's true. When we go lay hands and, and get someone healed, that is that is a, a, a an example of God's faith. Who else has something? Well, I was going to say something, but I don't, I just thought about it, and I don't think it's really, well, I don't know. I would say uh, tithing, being faithful to the tithe. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's good. Because the Bible says that we're, we, that's, that's getting closer. That's getting closer. Mark gave us an example of faith in action. And the Bible says that faith is faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And people think, well, what the heck is that, you know? Uh, uh, let me give you a different version of the Bible, how it's, how it's spoken. Faith is being confident of what we hope for, convinced about the things we do not see. The, the Bible tells us that through faith, we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God. So that means that God used his word to build the world. And so that what is seen was made of things that are invisible. See, a lot of people think that you speak into it and you, you just create out of the invisible. But here the Bible tells us as the things that are invisible. So God speaks about things that he sees in his world. And he said that we can participate in those things. What do you think, Manny?
Are you there, Manuel? Hey, give me one second. Can you tell me what book we're reading from again? Hebrews. We'll be in Hebrews 11.13 right now. Who else can give me an example of faith while Manny's getting uh, the, the Bluetooth together? How about you, Riz? Hey, brother. Hey, March, you... Oh, sorry. I joined late, but I'm on the road, but I joined. <laughs> so I just came at the tail end about you're reading the scripture. So, um, gosh, I kind of forgot the scripture already, but <laughs> his word is true. So, I mean, I believe all that's read, and it's the last part I heard from when I joined right now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> was that the one about having the faith of God? Yes, you just read it. Oh, the last one Hebrews, yes. And then you're asking, you know, what do we think of it? And it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. It's having faith and building it daily, remembering his promises. That's right, and it's, and it's wrapped up in his promises because he told us we can exercise his kind of faith. And there's a difference between his faith and our faith is his is supernatural and ours is natural. And so the Bible says, I'm going to tell you here, in verse 3 of Matthew 11, in verse, actually verse 2 of Hebrews 11, it says, by faith, our ancestors won approval. I'm going to read it in another verse here. Hey, brother, you mentioned his faith and our faith is natural. Now, if we pray and have the faith, and let's just say somebody, let's say there's a healing of some sort, or healing, isn't that yes. supernatural faith or, or no? Or, or is it yeah. natural faith through his well, yeah. word or... Yeah, it is faith, especially when someone is healed like that. Uh, the, it's the exercise of faith on both parts. Because remember on Sunday when we talked about the woman with the issue of blood? Yeah. And she, and she walked all the way up to Jesus and took this great risk. And she came to him, touched him on his garment, and then Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. So Jesus had the faith. That he could, that healing would flow from him, and she had faith that she would be healed if she touched the hem of her garment, of his garment. So there was faith on both ends, and supernatural faith, right? Or no? Or that's maybe not. Oh well, yeah, word. that's supernatural faith. That's that's God's okay. faith, and and that's why he said, "Have the God kind of faith." He said, "We can have the faith of God." You know, so we're going to divide to find out how that how that happens. Now, Manny, are you available? Yes, I am. Okay. Give me an example of faith. Now, real quick, I I, I know you mentioned about Hebrews 11, too. Or, but I know you're also mentioning, or I think you said, about um, Hebrews 11, 13, right? Yeah, we're going to start there right now. Okay, so we're... Okay. 
Well, um, from what I read right there, I think that's a perfect example to where um, some people, they're saying that some people died before seeing or having received things of the promise, but they lived in the promise. And that's living in the promises that God has given us. That's faith right there because it's trusting in what we're not seeing. And that's that's, that's trusting and exactly. seeing in the supernatural over the natural. That is exactly right. We're going to talk about that one today to see what that exactly is talking about. So, Manny, I'm glad you touched on that. That's perfect. Xavier, what do you have? I was, uh, I was thinking about the scriptures when I was saying about uh, the centurion who came to Jesus, and he asked to, to kill his soldier, right? Or his servant, my mistake. He was asking to heal everyone. Every time I hear this scripture, they always talk about the authority. I've I've heard it a few times on faith. I think Joe Chavez has touched on it. The majority of the time it's usually about um, uh, the authority he has. But the Satorian had faith. It was he didn't have to have Jesus come to his house. He didn't have to have the servant come with him. He just knew that Jesus can heal. So he all he asked was say it and it will be done. That's that's major faith right there because he's trusting in his word, the literal word of, of God, but we have the written word of God. And that takes faith alone to trust in it, knowing it will happen. Amen. Amen. Meanwhile, turn to Second Corinthians chapter 4. Now, are you all with me so far? Anybody have anything else, to, anything to add right now? All right, well, let's start. It says, chapter, verse 13, says, And all these people died having faith. They did not receive the things that were promised, yet they saw them in a distant future and welcomed them, acknowledging that they were strangers and foreigners on earth. Now, that sounds kind of dismal when you read it. Um, many people read that and say, bummer, man. That means I got to live in faith and nothing is going to happen. But one of the things that we have to do is find out what it means and what it's saying because so many times we read these and we think, man, I'm going to live by faith and I might not get my answer. That's a bummer. I'm going to die and not see the answer. No, that's not what it was saying. He's talking of everyone, what? Go Go to verse two. And read what verse 2 says. Someone out loud, read verse 2. That's got Hebrews 11. For it by the people of old received their commendation. I, I'm reading in the ESV. Okay. What did it say, Manny? For by it the people of old received their commendation. Good. There's another verse that says, for by it, our ancestors received a good report. Now, I want everybody to participate in this answer. Who is this verse talking about? Our who? Our ancestors. 
Right. You're not the only one listening. I want everybody to participate. Our who? Everyone say our ancestors. Our ancestors. Ancestors. Right. See, we always want to find out who the players are in the verses we're reading. Because at first, right. that verse sounds like it's a bummer, doesn't it? It's like, oh, man. I stand a chance of missing out because everybody died not receiving the promise. And so what we're going to do is I'm going I'm to reveal a little bit of what this is about. Now, at the beginning here, it says, let me get to it. It says, all these people died having faith. Everyone say having faith. Having faith. All right. Now let's tell, now let's find out what that that saying. Having faith. Because everybody can say, "Well, I have faith." Now, what, one thing that Xavier read about the centurion, which was excellent, he trusted the word of Jesus. Just speak the word, because I know that I'm a man under authority, and I know that if I tell one man to go do this, and I tell these people to go do that, they do it. So when he was talking about this, and he said, man, I've not seen such great faith in all of Israel, because this man was not part of God's chosen people, but he was someone who believed who Jesus was, and he also got to receive the answer to his faith by credit the way that Abraham did. And Jesus was blown away. He said, I've not seen this kind of faith anywhere. And so what it's saying here, In the, in the Greek, it says, according to faith. In other words, it wasn't that he had faith, that he had, they have not received as someone, watch this. Now, let me go back and read it real quick, because we'll read it according to how the, the, the way it was translated. And all these people died according to faith. Now, it wasn't according to their faith. I want you to, we're going to divide this up in a minute and show you what it's saying. Because... When we understand what it says, he said, what was the ultimate promise that Abraham would receive? He received the Spirit of God and righteousness by credit, the way that we receive in actuality. So he died not having received the promise of the Messiah, because he did not live to see the Messiah come as we have done. And that's why Paul says, in that sense, we have better promises, we do, than Abraham. But those who died trusting God, because, see, the element here was believing God at his word. God showed up and said, stand before me and be complete. God made him complete at that moment because he responded. And he said, I want you to go to a, pack up your clothes, pack up everything, and I'm going to send you to a land that's not yours. I want you to go there. He pointed towards the mountain. And he left, and he said that it was credited to him as, as righteousness because he trusted and had faith in God's word. We use the word faith, but it literally means Jesus had faith, and he hung his body on the cross because God told him, I'll be back. You're going to come back from the dead. And so he literally hung his body on, on the words of his father that he would be raised from the dead. Now, Abraham... When we begin to read Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Jacob, all extras had faith. He said, by faith, Abraham made his home like a stranger, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Because he was in waiting for a city with a permanent foundation whose architect and builder is God. 
And so when we begin to understand that God gives us faith to live according to his word. Jesus made a statement in John chapter 6 that my words are spirit and they're truth. He said the words that come out of my mouth become spirit, they enter you, and they become truth. They're truth. That means that nothing can be shaken aside from the words that God has spoken. His words are truth. They are rock-solid foundation. And so what happens is that what it's saying here, they died according to the promise. It was the promise of a Messiah and better promises. And so it's not that we, we have faith and we die in faith, never seeing the promise that God gave us. Because by the time we get to Joshua, Joshua said in his time that all of the promises that God made, none of them have failed because they gave themselves full, full, fully to the promises of God. As a matter of fact, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to, to Joshua 1. That's in the Old Testament, Joshua 1. As soon as you're there, say amen. 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 Now, I'm going to read it out of the International Standard Version, and then I'm going to go to King James. It says, this set of instructions is not to cease being part of your conversation. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be very careful to carry out everything that is written in it. For then you'll, be, then you'll prosper and succeed. Now I'm going to read out of King James the way most of us have heard it. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Now, what, what is it saying here? What it's saying is that we, we talked about here when it said the book of the law is the instructions that God gave to Joshua to go into the promised land. And he gave them a pretty, pretty, pretty good instructions about how to get there, what to do when you're there, how to get the people ready. But it was a great undertaking. And they were going to go into a place where there were nations, seven nations greater than they. But he said, you will, you will be able to take them over and go on. And so it was kind of a scary undertaking to cross the Jordan River and to follow the Ark of the Covenant, which had the Spirit of God with them, and to go into this new land. And, and the, the previous generation all died because they didn't believe. They didn't trust God. And Joshua and Caleb trusted God. Caleb was 80-some-odd years old. He said he could swing a sword like he was 20. And Joshua was a, a, a brilliant strategist, a military strategist. And he was there with Moses at the tent of meetings when he was meeting with, when he met with, with, when Moses met with God, 
as a man meets with a friend. Now, he said, meditate on it day and night so that you may be very careful to carry out everything that is written in it, for then you'll prosper and succeed. Many people want to succeed and prosper, but they don't want to meditate on God's word because the power to succeed is in God's word. The power to carry out a proper life continually is in God's word. That's why it's important to get the word of God in your heart. A lot of people want to memorize the word, but that it only stays in your brain. A word that is meditated on and used is a word that stays with you in your heart. Because the Bible says that you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Now, Xavier's got a scripture right now ready because we talk about confessing with our mouth. Go ahead and read that, X-Man. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians four thirteen says, "But we, what we continue to preach, because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke.' And that's the NLT. So, so what it says, I like what it says. It says, we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written." I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We shall also believe, and therefore speak. Now, like verse 19, it says, While we look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things... Sorry about that. My computer just shut down as I was reading. While we look at the things which are, which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What kind of life did we receive when we came to Jesus? Everybody knows. What kind of life did we receive when we came to Jesus? Eternal life. What is it? Eternal life. Eternal Eternal life. life. Right. The forever life of God in us. Everybody say that. Eternal life. Eternal life. Is the forever life of Jesus. It is the forever life of Jesus in us. In us. In us. It's a quality of life, not just saying you're going to live forever, because you're eternal beings as it is, but now you're heaven-bound where before we were all hell-bound. And so we are, we have the forever life of God in us, the power of God. The Bible says that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of us. Some of us need to meditate on that because the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, and it'll make alive your mortal bodies. Now, what we do with this word is we meditate on it day and night, and then we speak it because that's how you got saved. You believed in the heart, and you release that which is in the heart, and you spoke it out. Why? That's how you meditate on it day and night. You speak it to yourself. That word means you mutter. A lot of people, a lot of kids mutter when you tell them what to do. Well, sometimes you meditate on that word. You just mutter that word. Thank you, Father. I have everlasting life. I have the life of God in me. I have the life of Jesus Christ in me forever. Thank you, Father, that that, that you have lived in me, and, and I have the forever life of God. That same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me, lives in me, and it makes my body live. It makes my body live. I am no longer just mortal, but I have immortality flowing through my body. And, Father, thank you that that's what your word says. And you, and, you, and you say it to yourself. Why? Because you want to carry out everything that's in it. Then you'll prosper and succeed. A lot of people have a lot of natural hope. 
because I hope it comes true. No, the word of God in us brings it about because his word works. God said, I watch over my word to perform it. Now, and so if he's watching over his word to perform it, where do you put the word in us? Say, I put the word in me. The word in me. Say, I put the word in me. I put the word in me. Right. You meditate on it. You put it in your heart. And you have it in your heart. King David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now, you might think, what does that mean? Well, the Bible teaches that whatever is not of faith is sin. So what did David do? He put the word of God in his heart so that he wouldn't miss God. That's what sin means. You're missing the mark. I want to do every, you know, in, in, in the book of Acts, it says that, that, that King David had the heart of God. He had a man after God's own heart. And it says why? Because he did everything God told him to do. Now, to have that kind of heart means to meditate on that word and make it a part of your life. And well, how do you do that? You speak the word every day. You speak, you put the word of God in you. Can I tell you something? It takes discipline to put the word in you. And I don't mean, a lot of people like to read the Bible for knowledge and they fill their heads with the Bible. But I, I would rather meditate on his word day and night so that that which I meditate on becomes part of my life. Then that's when you truly believe the word and now you have biblical hope because it tells you that faith, that the, that faith is a substance of things hoped for. Hope brings vision. Remember I told you we read about the lady with the issue of blood Sunday. We talked about how that she said within herself, if I may touch the hem of his garment. And we found out that there are different places in the Bible were said that people who touched Jesus got healed. So she was a woman in despair that had no hope. But hope came alive in her when she heard the people talk about that they just touched Jesus and they were healed. So she began to say inside of her, meditate on that word. If I may just touch the hem of his garment, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. If I may touch the hem of his garment. Her faith was in the things, in the testimony of Jesus Christ when they were saying that all we did was touch, we touched his garment, we touched his garment, I know that I'll be whole. And so she went through in faith and said, I am going to be healed just like everybody else when I touch his garment. She didn't allow anything else to come into her mind. No, maybe it won't. Maybe he's not wearing the same suit. Maybe he's not doing it. She said, no, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment, and I will be well. She meditated on that word. She meditated over and over and over again in that word. So let's go back to Hebrews. There you when she was When she was pushing through the crowd, she had no fear. And if I'm correct, you cannot operate in faith if you have any fear. If you have fear, it brings in doubt, and therefore you're not in faith. When you operate in faith, you have to have unreasonable doubt. Uh, you can't have any unreasonable doubt that what is said to you will come true or what you read is come true. Because if, if faith or if, if fear Treats them for any little amount, your faith stops working. That's true. You know how to combat fear? What we just read in Joshua 1 8. 
be strong and of great courage, it says in verse 9 of the first chapter of, uh, of, of Joshua, of, uh, of, yes, of Joshua. And it says to have courage. What is courage? I like the simplest definition I heard by Joyce Meyer a long time ago. Courage is to do it afraid. You may have a little bit of fear, but it's not going to get in the way because your faith is greater. So you do it even though you have the, the, the anxiety or the feelings of fear. You step out on God's word because God's word, faith is another. I like one of the, 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 the uh, I heard a while back ago, I don't remember who it was, that said that, that, that one of the things is walking by faith is walking by risk because we become vulnerable. But I'd rather be vulnerable to the word of God than vulnerable to anything else. So his word works. Anybody have something to add right now? This is a great opportunity for you to, to, to share with us. Maybe an example of that kind of faith in your life or something you faced and you believe God and he came through. Does anybody have anything to share like that right now? Manny? Well, I, I think that when it, um, I was actually talking with somebody about this last night about, about being vulnerable to the word and whatnot. And um, uh, one thing that was brought up is, I, I'm speaking for myself, is, you know, when it comes to sharing or speaking with a group or they, they for example, because I, I speak with youth a lot, is um, making sure I'm on point with what I'm saying. And for me personally, when it comes to preparing, when I prepare, a lot of the times I prepare so much that I leave God out of it. And I don't leave room for the Holy Spirit to enter in. And when the Holy Spirit goes in, and I, I think you know this, uh, Dad, about how it's just going on a whim and just he- hearing his voice. And I think right there with that, that's something of being vulnerable to to give over that control, you know? That's true. Amen. Anybody else have something? That's a, that's a true. That's very good, Manny. I think um, even when, like, they're seeing when we have a fear, it cancels out faith. But overcoming fear, it restores it at the same time. Uh, I've been in situations where I've doubted, became afraid looked at the reality of it, but of the reality of the natural, I should say. Looked at the reality of the natural and and, and thought, well, this looks grim. I don't know how this is going to happen. But then I always go back, I, I, I started to go back to what I heard Joyce Meyer say, you know, God always comes through, but he's almost always never on time. Or, or early, I should say, never early, but he's always on time. And, and that's so true. That's happened to me so many times over and over where I'm like, man, this, like financially, this this due date is coming. I, I'm, I'm going to be, oh, I got to pay this bill. It's going to be too late. And then like literally midnight, the, the day of, you know, I, I'll get some, some type of uh, income that came in that I'm able to pay for the bill. But nevertheless, my... My debt was always paid. My needs were met. And it's, it helps strengthen my faith to where the next time 
something like that similar happened, I didn't stress as much, and the fear started to diminish more and more. And it's the exercising of faith that does that. And then I also started reading, like, when we had our first History Makers meeting, this is a lot of the stuff we went over back in 2014. And when we were reading about our forefathers, where they, none of them, they all went before they actually received the promise of what they had. But they lived as if they received the promise right then and there, because they knew that death wasn't the end. And like Second Thessalonians, I believe, says that it's not death does not mean annihilation, because once we're born again, we are forever. So they understood the forever concept. So they knew their promise was there no matter what in their lifetime. And in their lifetime, didn't mean that it had to be here on earth. So they really received what they were told they were going to get the moment they were told. And they walked as if it already had happened, past tense. Time didn't exist to them anymore at that time. So in the natural, we see, like, man, bummer, these dudes died before they got anything. But in reality, they got it the moment they heard it. And that's what, why they're the, our forefathers of faith. And I, I think it's awesome when, when we really look at it like that. Right on. Does anybody have anything else to add to that? Now, I'm going to add something here because it says that we believe and what we speak, and we just read that. What does it believe? It believes the Word of God. Faith believes God's Word just because God said it. See, natural circumstances don't mean anything when it comes to God's Word. So if we're going to maintain the spirit of faith, that's to the sense that we having the same spirit of faith, what we're talking about that in the Scripture, is that we start into the Word of God because His Word is true. And we find out what God has said, for example, about healing. Then we must choose to receive that Word as truth. And we don't shut down our heart by saying, well, that's not the way I've learned it. That's not what my mama taught me, my grandma taught me. That's not what my experience has been. So many times we try to, to bring our experience in life to the level of God's Word. We need to bring our life and our example of life up to God's word and not the other way around. Because I said, well, I know a lot of people who trusted God and and this happened and that happened, you know, but we don't know what they believed in their heart. They may have just agreed with God, but it wasn't in the heart. And the Bible teaches that, what did David say? I have hidden thy word in my heart. So we need to begin to hide the word in our heart. How do you do that? We found out we do it through meditating in his word day and night. So that we don't just agree to it. We just don't say, no, I think it's this or that. We begin to hang out with his word. We begin to talk to Jesus every day. Jesus, why does, why is this, why can this happen? Why do we do this? Why, you know, and talk to him and have the Bible right there on your lap. And so when we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by his word, then we get into the word so that faith stays alive in our hearts. Now, let's continue in verse 13. What chapter? Chapter 11, verse 13 of Hebrews.
Now we read about that how that they lived they all these people lived according to faith, and it says that they died having faith, but they died knowing that the things that were promised way out in the future, which was Jesus as the Messiah, they welcomed those things and they acknowledged and said that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Now we read today that the things that are that are seen are temporary, but the things that we don't see are eternal. What are what is an example of something you don't see? Like let's say your healing is something you don't see and you thank God for it. Let's say you're believing God for a new car. In the natural, you don't see it, but faith sees it right there on the driveway. Your faith may even say that you're going to buy the car cover or the wax for that car. So you're already believing and preparing your heart for that. Verse 14 said, for the people who say such things, make it clear that they're looking for a country of their own. In other words, these people knew that they would be heaven bound. Now watch what verse 15 says. If, if they had been thinking about what they had left behind, they would have had an opportunity to go back. In other words, sometimes when you long for the past or you long for what you think are the good old days, then what happens is you open the door for the opportunity to begin to go backwards instead of forward. Does that make sense? Faith is always forward moving. It never goes back. Always forward. And so in this time, verse 15 says, verse 16 says, instead, they were longing for something better that is a heavenly country. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, because he prepared a city for them. Now, isn't it awesome that God already had seen their faith and prepared a way for them and prepared a place for them? This is back here in the way back then. We get to hear Jesus say in verse chapter 14 of John, that I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, that you may be where I am. Now, isn't that good news? Yes, very good. So faith is taking God at his word. But when you take him at his word, it begins to give you hope, which gives you vision, which brings about the things that you do not see, but it will bring heaven into your life and the things that you desire from God will come into manifestation. Does that make sense to everybody? Or does that make bring questions? If you have questions, ask them now. That makes sense. That makes sense. We were, we were touching we were touching on this subject uh, last night in Esther's class, in how our our thoughts and our Emotions bring pictures of what we are are thinking of and how that ties in even with faith and what we believe towards. Right on. Does anybody have anything else to add to this? Annalisa, do you have anything else to, to add to it? 
Um, I think it was a really good, like, message, and I like how it was a step-by-step thing and with how you asked people to give examples of, like, a faith. I think that was really good, and I thought of one that I thought of one myself. Um, is, is an example of faith when someone goes on a fast? Hello? Now, say it again. Is an example of faith um, like when someone goes on a fast? Yes, because it, see, a fast is to get you closer to God. It, it, it draws you away from everything else that keeps you from God, and then you can pray specifically for things. So people say, well, I'm going to go on a fast because I'm trusting God for this. Well, what it does, you can trust God for that and use a fast for that, but what it does, it draws you close to God so that you can hear him uh, more clearly concerning that which you're seeking God for. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure because I was like, is it, I didn't know if it was because you were trying to get closer to God or if it's because you were counting on God for something. Well, it is because what it does is it clears your mind, draws you closer to him so that there, so that you, so that the connection is tighter so that you understand what you're asking about, what you're seeking him for, what you're about to receive. See, fasting, the act of fasting is, a, is an act of faith. And so when you act in faith to his word, because there's several examples of fasting in his word, that we begin to fast to draw near to him so that we can be clear in our minds and our hearts about what we desire from God or even what we need to do in our walk with him and even to receive some clarity concerning our healing, concerning what we're believing God for. So our fasting leads us in all those directions. Fasting, okay. doesn't move the, fasting doesn't move the hand of God. It moves God in your heart so that God through you moves on your behalf. Because so many of us think that we'll fast and we get God to do something. No, he moves your heart. He moves your intentions. He gives you clarity of purpose so that things get, that you're asking God for can can be wrought through your hands or through your prayers. It'll also clear up your prayer life. Okay. So it's That's an act of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fasting is a, is a, is a is a powerful powerful thing that that we can enter into, and and. Um, it really, it really, really begins to. Some people say, "Well, it moves the hand of God." No, God's hand moved on you, <laughs> and lots of see things, so that you can accomplish what's in front of you. Hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Who else has something? You know, I got some, brother. Earlier this week, a friend at work, her daughter, gosh, she's mid to upper 20s, asked me and a couple others to pray for her daughter because she, she has lupus and she was in the hospital. And I don't have all the details, but her, I guess her palates were low, yeah. whatever the palates are. And a normal person's like 120 to 140,000 or 120, 140,000. She was down to like, I think like 10 or 11. And she was at the Kaiser in Hollywood, the big office there. So I said, okay, no problem. So 
um, on the way home, I started praying, uh, and also I'll pray like at church when, you know, in Jesus' name you're healed, and they just take care of her. Um, you know, your son died in the crowd. I was just praying very, I guess, confident, very, I don't know, almost like corporate in a sense, but at some point it, it changed to where I got a lot more emotional, and I was, it, almost, it was almost like I was pleading, in a sense, with God to please heal her. She's young. She's done so much, accomplished so much. She's a believer. You know, please just send the angels, take care of her, take care of the family. It turned into more, and I don't know if that was faith. It was more of a plea, the plea healer, you can do it. I, I just really, she doesn't deserve to do it, to see, to, for this to happen for her, for her to be attacked, take care of her. She, I, it just turned into a plea, I'll say. It, from the confidence, more like you're in front of people, prayer, send the angels to more of a plea from the heart. And Now, the next day, she, she's not out of the woods, but she's doing a lot better. You know, she's in, I think her pallets are close to like 70,000, so it really helped me. Now, I, I think my faith started off strong, and then it turned into more of a plea, and I don't know if that's good or bad. But the next day, hearing the news, I'm like, good. And, you know, I want to feel that my prayers made a difference with others, but it really helped my faith from there. It's just, it, it started, I don't know if that was good in a sense, maybe it was more of a question, because it turned more into a plea, you know, a, an emotional plea to please heal her and you know, keep her safe, and it started confident, and then turned into more of an emotional plea. So, um, I don't, know if, I don't know if you call that faith or just what, but it was good for me the next day because it, she did better, and, and I like think my prayers made a difference, and um, it, it really strengthened after I heard that. It just gave me, it put me in a great mood all day. That just dictated my whole day. It really did hearing that news. So, for me, that was a good experience this week. And you're asking for people to share. There we go. <laughs> well, you know what? What happened was is it's um, you start out in strong faith, and your and your and and the cry of your heart showed up in in that. And so, you know what? Um, it's in, it's a form of intercessory prayer, and you know there's there's things that we're going to teach about that to come into a place where you can where that plea can can be moved by the spirit because what happens is that sometimes you just don't have the words. And so, you know, those are times when you pray in the in the Holy Spirit, but yeah, you were you were in the right place at the right time to pray and to hold her up because yeah, there was an improvement. So praise the Lord. So anyway, um yes, you did. You started out in, in strong faith and then you went into a form of intercession. And so we'll define that. So, yes, and and your faith grew because of that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Because if, you know, there's things that we can we can go in that direction and begin to to to. At that point, you know, you go in tongues. You hit it in tongues, and and you just continue to pray. So yes, and there has been improvement. I have, I haven't heard any more, but praise the Lord. Anybody else have something on this subject? Pastor, yeah. one of one of my favorite subjects in everything is faith, and I, any time I hear, even though we, you know, that these are the 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 scriptures for faith, you know, the Hebrews, you know, eleven. Um, 
it just is always very refreshing because daily we walk by faith and that's all we do because we don't know what's going to happen the next, you know, moment. Some guy assaulted me yesterday and I got so messed up and I didn't realize that I had that fear inside of me and I got so upset, but then all of a sudden I just called on the Holy Spirit and I asked the Holy Spirit to chase him down because only God knew where he took off to. And only because I took a parking that he didn't have a blinker, you know, he was coming the wrong way anyway. And I took the parking, didn't even notice him there. And then he got mad and he came back around and then he threw a soda can at my car. And I, I got, like, really stunned. I mean, I even cried after because I, I, it just freaked me out, you know. But I just knew that God knew where he went. And I just asked God to deal with them. And when he's dealt with, to remind him what he did was not, you know, cool. So as, as easily as we can get caught up in our emotions, the Holy Spirit is that good that he'll remind us that he is with us and he'll never leave us nor forsake us regardless of what we face. Amen. We have divine protection through him and he, he's our, he's our avenger. He's the one who takes care of us. So amen. Amen. All right, anybody else have anything else before we pray? Um, this is Patricia. Yeah. Um, I have a cousin. She's, she's not serving God right now, and I caught her in a lie. And from her not having an answer for me, when I asked her a question, it really upset her because she's really deceiving, and she's an evil person. And ever since I exposed her and told her, you're lying to me, she didn't like it. So ever since then, she's been spreading rumors. She's doing things like she's seen me at the carnival on purpose to irritate me and to cause me to do something so she can call the cops. And I seen her the other day, and she was driving one way, and I was driving the other. And she got upset because... She wants me to react to her by her yelling at me, even though her window was up. So she called my aunt, try to say I was intimidating her, um, harassing her. She's going to go try to get me arrested on life so I can lose my license for nursing. And she's just not being good. So I just, you know, know that God's in control. And I just want to lift up in prayer to, to use this for she could be humbled, and she could start serving God herself and think differently in her heart. So that's what I think I have faith for, of her life could be changed too. Well, I'll tell you what. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And in difficult times, we turn them over to the love of God. We say, God... It's difficult because the Bible tells us to stay in love and to walk in love. And it's a supernatural love because the Bible said that 
we've been, the Holy Ghost has shed abroad, the, the, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And so at this time, we can say, God, we turn this person over to you and your love in Jesus' name. And Father, reach her and send people into her path to bring her to you in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray that every word spoken against me fall to the ground without power. And Father, thank you that your, the Bible says that love covers, so therefore your love covers me, and I stand in that in Jesus' name. Now, Father, mm-hmm. thank you that no weapon formed against me prospers and that I'm protected in Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray that for Patricia in Jesus' name. And I pray that for everyone that is within our earshot, that favor visits them, that they walk in the love of God, that they walk strong and firm in the love of God, that their faith may be strong. For the word of God says that our faith works by love. And, Father, I I release your peace upon all those that are hearing my voice. And I pray in the name of Jesus for favor in school, at their jobs, at the marketplace, Father, that they may prosper, Lord, and succeed in all that they do as they meditate on your word in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for this young girl, Father, whose platelets, Father, increase. And, Father, we pray, and I agree with Robert, Father, and I agree in Jesus' name with all those that have prayed that she increase in health and decrease in this disease. We command this disease to leave her body now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for the miraculous, for the disease to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we honor you and give you all the praise and all the glory, Father, for her healing in Jesus' name. And, Father, we pray for Alex, Alma's brother. We thank you for continually working in him to bring about the desired results in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, thank you for checking in with us today. This is the end of this talk show. We thank you, Father, for ministering to people in dreams and visions and speak to their hearts, Father, concerning their call, their place, and that your peace would rule their hearts, that they would have favor in all that they do. In Jesus' name. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.